local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds. Welcome to this Monday, January 15th, 2024, to this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday here at 5.06 on the East Coast. My guest tonight will be North Carolina House Representative and host of Taking Care of Iredell right here on WSIC's channels. Jeff McNeely will join me a little bit later in the show. Our top five news stories at five tonight, as we said, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is honored at several area events throughout our listening area. Mooresville is set to initiate one of the biggest infrastructure projects in town history. Melissa Stewart announces her candidacy for district court judge for Alexander and Iredell counties. Another small plane has crashed at the Mooresville Air Park. And Iredell firefighters conduct live training over the weekend. You just heard Local Biz Now with host Joe Vagnone every Monday at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock here on WSIC. I've got a little bit more to talk about Joe Vagnone and Local Biz Now later on in the show. We're also going to be giving away more tickets to for the Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, which is January 26th, 27th, and 8th at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord, as well as the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23rd, 4th and 5th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. So keep listening in the 545 to 6 o'clock block tonight. We'll have you call in. We've got two tickets to each show to give away to you. As my ace producer has just brought them into the studio, I'll show them up for the video feeds that we have on the WSIC social networks right there on camera. Yep, we've got uh, four tickets, two to each show to give away a little bit later here at the News Drive at 5. 844-STUDIO-4 brings you right into us if you'd like to talk. 844-788-3464. That's 844-788-3464. Also tonight, as WSSE prides itself on being your information station for North Charlotte and the Lake Norman area, there is an NFL playoff game going on right now. We're going to keep you up to date throughout the show on the score and time on that. Scoreboard's Joe Berg, audio producer for the News Drive at 5 and host of the Scoreboard coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. Joe, come on in here as we are at 5.09 on the East Coast PM. What do we have for a game update uh, for the NFL playoffs? Well, it's starting out as not much of a game to be honest okay. with you. First quarter, 14 nothing Buffalo Bills. 14-0. 14-0 early. Okay, so uh, Bills fans, well worth the wait. This game originally scheduled for, su- was it Saturday or Sunday? I think it was Sunday. It was a Sunday uh, 1 o'clock game. Sunday 1 o'clock game. It is postponed to Monday today. Additional Monday night football NFL playoffs continue tonight. We're going to be checking in with Joe throughout the show to keep you up to date on the NFL scores here during the news drive at 5. Chase Myers does not join us today because of the uh, potential win. 
winter weather that we don't really have in the area too much. Not a big deal. However, I did wake up this morning in about two inches of snow as I spent the night in Harrisonburg, Virginia overnight. My daughter, a freshman at James Madison University, go Dukes, returned her. She had a very long Christmas break, made the trip up there, and she begins her second semester tomorrow morning. Woke up in very much a winter wonderland, came down I-81, I-77 through Lake Norman, and here we are in the Statesville studios. Just overcast and cool, uh, but Chase Myers with our weather updates. Not really much of a weather issue in the winter world as it was up north in Virginia, but sports, weather, news. We'll keep you up to date on all of that here on the News Drive at 5. Let's begin with the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. As he was celebrated Monday morning at the Statesville Civic Center. Musical performances by the MLK Celebration Choir and special guest speakers brought King's message and this year's theme, quote, Together We Can Be the Dream, end quote, to life. Nyland Miller, a Pfeiffer University student and West Iredell High School graduate, welcomed the large crowd. He said it was a day to celebrate Dr. King, who was committed to achieving equality in a peaceful way. He shared some facts that he learned about the civics rights leader, including Dr. King was the first African-American named Times Magazine's Person of the Year. In closing, he said, quote, my urge to each and every one of you is to continue to be there for one another, continue to be an active member of our society, continue to be lifelong learners, end quote. Impact Church Pastor Jason Davis delivered the keynote address and spoke about the foundation of Dr. King's inspiration and motivation. During the, sta the ceremony, Statesville Mayor Costi Kote issued and read a proclamation in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Kote said, what I've learned is I can make myself a better version of myself tomorrow than I was today. Then we will accomplish the dream. He encouraged all attendees to make themselves the best version of themselves every day. Now, earlier in the weekend, about 100 community members who attended the town of Troutman's third annual MLK Junior Breakfast and Day of Service were treated to an inspiring keynote address from 16-year NFL veteran Eugene Robinson. Today, Robinson works as the color analyst for the Charlotte Panthers radio network, is co-host of the Charlotte Today Show on WCNC, and is head football and wrestling coach at Charlotte Christian. Robinson played a rendition of Amazing Grace on the saxophone before delving into his talk on confronting adversity. He recounted a humiliating moment in his early playing career when he tackled the he tackled the Raiders' Marcus Allen, who was blocked blocking for the legendary Bo Jackson. Robinson was proud until he saw Bo Jackson barreling towards him, catching him knee to chest, knocking the wind out of Robinson and banging his head on the AstroTurf so hard it knocked his helmet sideways. The Seahawks crowd jeered Robinson for the play. He told the crowd, I wanted to run and hide, but there was nowhere for me to run. A few plays later, Jackson broke through two defenders, and Robinson once again had to face him. Though doubting himself, Robinson shook off his fears and ran full tilt at Jackson, this time pushing Jackson out of bounds. He said, when I got up, quote, I was a different person. That day marked my career. I got embarrassed, and I didn't want to be there. But I listened to the mandates of God and listened to the authority of my coaches. Every time I was obeying, it worked out. It changed the way I tackled. 
I became one of the best tacklers in the NFL. I got over 1,400 tackles, seventh on the list of the league, because I was not afraid. After getting knocked down, Robinson learned, quote, you've got to get on up. You've got to dig deep and get on up, end quote. Just the way the civil rights pioneers had to persevere in the face of hardships and trials. We have more news coming up here on the News Drive at 5. We'll keep you up to date on the NFL scores. We're going to give away free tickets to the Home and Garden shows coming up in January and February in Concord and Charlotte. And after the break, we've got our special guest tonight, North Carolina House Representative and also host of Taking Care of Iredell, Jeff McNeely, will be joining the show. Jeff McNeely, NFL scores, your calls, and more headlines. All this coming up at the News Drive at 5, 844-STUDIO-4, 844-788-3464. Brings you right into the studio. Talk about the headlines, talk about MLK Day. You can talk about NFL football. Jeff McNeely coming up after the break. News Drive at 5. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds taking you home on this Monday, January 15th, 2024, 518 p.m. on East Coast time. And joining us on the hotline, North Carolina House Representative of District 84 and also the host of Taking Care of Iredell every Monday at 11 a.m. here on WSIC. Jeff McNeely joins us. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We're doing very good here. Appreciate you uh, finding a little bit of time for us in your busy schedule here. As you just uh, announced last month on December the 1st, you're launching a re-election campaign, obviously, for uh, your next term. I wanted to ask you, begin here, what inspired you to serve the community? Was, was there, uh, is there a specific story here? What, what went on in your heart to step forward and become involved in politics? Well, Patrick, it started a long, long time ago, <laughs> uh, about 23 years ago. I, I, I've always, even as a child, my family, we've always been kind of politically active, talked about politics at the table. And um, I've just had a love of service for my, my county, my state, my country. I never served in the military. When I got out of school in 86, they were downsizing military, so that just wasn't in the cards for me. And so uh, as I had got married, had kids, run a business, kind of got things situated. I thought, you know, I, I'll start to find some way to help and give back. And and with my, I don't know, I have a good ability to work with people and solve problems. I always have, uh, and and do that a lot in my business with my farmers. And so, uh, government just seemed to kind of be my niche. And so I started out on the planning board. That was an appointed position. Did that for 16 years. And, and I had enough time to do that and still raise my family, run my business. And uh, then as I got older, I saw where I thought I had more time and ran for county commissioner. And uh, people of Bartle County blessed me by voting for me. And, and I got elected to it. And after three years into it, uh <clears throat> Excuse my voice. Rena Turner stepped down, who was our uh, North Carolina House representative for 84. She'd done it 10 years. And so God kind of opened the door, and I stepped through it. I've done that a lot in my life. He's uh, 
always been with me when I stepped through, and he's led me and kept me, and he's continuing to do that now. And so it's just about uh, service. It's just about service. I feel like uh, it's my duty to try to do what I can to help my county and help my state and help this country. Uh, try to maybe keep us on track or get us back on track. Mm-hmm. Well, like most folks, they, they shy away from getting involved in politics or representing because of the negative impact that can come with it to your family, to your name, rumors and things like that. You addressed a couple of, I guess, false rumors, false statements earlier today on taking care of Iredell. I was listening to the show. I want to get your version on folks talking about you in a casino and the clarification you had to issue on this. You know, I, people love to come up with all kind of crap and try to run you down. You know, I've tried to do a good job. I, 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 I'm an elder in my church. I'm a Christian. So, you know, they're just looking for whatever they can. Uh, in this case, they try to go around and tell people. I've heard a lot of them say they've been around telling me that I voted for casinos. Well, not only did I not vote for casinos, we never had a bill for casinos. And then they also try to bring up about an interview. And uh, this interview was, was when... Basically, certain group of our uh, Republicans in the House, not only did they not want to vote on a bill that had casinos in it, but they would not vote on the budget if a bill even come up. And so they were going to block the budget. And, and I had a real hard time with 22 people blocking the other 50 uh, of us on our budget. I mean, if they, if they wanted to do a standalone bill, let it vote and go down, whatever. But you don't. You don't hold up the budget, and we had to have every Republican do that because Roy Cooper vetoed it. Mm-hmm. So the things they're spreading, they don't even really make a lot of sense when you look at the actual articles and what we talk about. But yet they're they're trying to put into Indus in, and 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 that's what they do. I mean, I I'm trying to run on the good things I've done. I hope they can try to run on their merits, but evidently they can't. Yeah, the ultimate uh, definition, I guess, mudslinging in a negative campaign. Don't talk good about yourself, but talk nasty about your opponent, so to speak. The what now? I guess as yeah, mu- yeah. yeah, just a negative campaign being run by your opponent. It is. It is. I, you know, and I, I think my opponent's probably a pretty good man, uh, from what I can tell, and I am too. So let the voters decide on who they think is the got the most experience, the most qualifications, can do the job. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here. Not trying to figure out who we can who we can stab in the back this way, that way, or whatever. Well, earlier today, also on taking care of Iredell, you had a good conversation with Scotty Brown, also the owner of Zootastic in Troutman. What were your thoughts, Jeff, on the budget increase for Iredell County? Well, I mean, it was a pretty big jump. I, I being a former county commissioner, you know, pretty big jump. But I understand where they're coming from. If they're able to do the things that they said, and I'll have all of them on there, for, so I'll have all six candidates, and we'll hear from the incumbents and from the ones running for the office, you know, about what how they would have done it, what they would have done. I'm curious to hear, but if they can not have to borrow money and use the money that they raised the taxes with to increase the budget to pay for things that I know we got to build schools and whatnot, then then I think they did They did a good job. If we still have to borrow money on top of that, I think that's, that's kind of a tough deal. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see. And that's coming from Jeff McNeely, the taxpayer, not Jeff McNeely, yeah. ex-commissioner, not Jeff McNeely, uh, state representative. So 
I'm a property owner in Iredell County myself, so I appreciate uh, no taxes being raised. How... In, during the conversation, I heard, how does it work where the budget is increased? But did I under, uh, understand Scotty Brown correctly that the taxes will not increase for the next four years, yet the budget will increase? Well, <clears throat> what, they're, what they do, they, they went off a reevaluation that happens every four years. And so unless they change the tax rate, uh, it will pretty much stay flat, you know, except for maybe new properties added where if they take farmland and make housing developments, well, yeah, there's more. There's going to be more tax value come in that way. But uh, as far as, you know, your taxes, if you don't really change anything at your property, then your taxes are kind of locked if they do not change the rate. They change the rate, that's a different story. But he's saying their plan's not to, that they're going to use the money that's going to come in over the next four years <clears throat> to help do what they need in their budgeting. Well, come- the budget, the budget should remain fairly flat. We'll see. Jumping from a local viewpoint to the national viewpoint, the Iowa caucuses uh, are tomorrow. And what is catching your eye on a national level that will impact us on our local level here? Well, uh, you know, everything, all politics are local, but yet we all look to the federal government, you know, because they take a bigger chunk out of us than anybody does. Uh, we're going to see what happens tomorrow, and after that, what the shakeout is. How many how many Republicans are still going to be in the race after tomorrow night, after the Iowa caucus is done? Can their campaigns with weather the storm of finishing in fourth, fifth, or sixth place, or wherever... So it uh, it should be interesting to who can who can re, uh, make it through to New Hampshire, South Carolina. Who's got the uh, the money, the 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 wherefore to make it? So uh, I guess we're, we're going to find out real quick. Separate the uh, the the goats from the sheep, or the sheep from the, <laughs> whatever as they say. Fill in your cliche, your expression right there. I think we know what you mean, though. <laughs> yeah. What uh, for, for your reelection campaign in 2024? What are the highlights of your platform? What are your strengths that you're telling the people that they should vote for you for? Well, I have experience, uh, 24 years in some form or another. I know how to do this job. You won't have to retain me. I'm already a chair on transportation. I'm already a chair on ag. Uh, you know, I, I'm getting to the point now where I actually have a little bit of power. Uh, a little bit of ability to do things uh, to really make a difference for Iredell County because I've been there long enough now. Uh, you know, I'm not on the back row. Whoever goes that hadn't been there is going to sit on the back row, and they're not going to have any power at all. They're going to have to work like crap, like I did. Excuse my language, but they're going to work really hard to build up uh, to build up the value of you so that you will go farther. You know, it's uh, it's just what it is. It's just the way it goes. I know a big part of your life is Iredell County, and you represent District 84. What exactly is that footprint? Is that all of Iredell and anything else, or is that is that a portion of the map? Uh, I, basically, I, I've got mainly kind of Troutman and above, except it goes down a little bit over. Actually, it's on the east side. I think it's Mesa to Westside. East side, down all the way to uh, down to uh, Mazeppa. So, uh, so it's a it's probably pretty close to two-thirds, maybe three-fourths of the landmass of Iredell County is District 84. 
pretty big, pretty big area. Pretty big area. Yeah, I heard uh, this morning the number of Iredell County residents is around 200,000. I'm assuming, it uh, looks like from your map, that there's a good majority of that under your jurisdiction. It is, it is. Hmm. Okay. Well, you got a lot of voters out there. You got a lot of folks uh, taking care of Iredell. Airs Mondays at 11 a.m. here at WSIC. The segment here is almost up, Jeff. I got a lot of notes here today of things that I want to talk to you about. I'm not going to get to all of them today, so my final question will be, would you come back sometime? I'd love to talk to you again here on the News yeah. Drive at 5. You let me know. You know, as politicians, we never we never miss a moment we can talk to people. I know what you mean, my friend. <laughs> thank you so much. You have a good night. I appreciate the time. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. North Carolina House Representative Jeff McNeely joining us tonight here on the News Drive at 5. Coming up, more on the NFL playoffs, your local headlines, and we're going to give away some tickets. Patrick Reynolds taking you home. News Drive at 5. We'll be back. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. I'm Patrick Reynolds taking you home. As we are Monday, January the 15th, 2024, 5.35 p.m. on the East Coast. And we're keeping a track on the NFL playoff football game. The Steelers and Bills underway right now. And with us is the host of the scoreboard, Joe Berg. Joe, what do you got for us for a game update? We're about mid-second quarter right now. Buffalo still leading 14. 14- nothing. Uh, the Steelers had a chance. Mm. Drove all the way down the field in, inside the five-yard line, but an interception by Mason Rudolph and Bills get the ball right back. Okay, so it's a two-score game so far different. Steelers still in it, but definitely sounds like momentum in the Bills' favor. Momentum swinging and it's turning into do something now or your season <laughs> may be over. Right. Okay. Midway through second quarter, we will continue to keep you updated on the game through the rest of the News Drive at 5 and Joe Berg has a scoreboard coming up at the top of the hour. So we got your news, your weather, your headlines, all right here. WSIC News. We are also giving away tickets to the Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show and the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. We're going to give those away in about 10 minutes from now. Right there on the video feed, if you're watching on social media, I'm waving up these tickets for you to get you into both shows. The General Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January 26th, 27th, and 8th at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord and the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. February 23rd, 4th, and 5th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Come on along and call into the studio after 5.45 p.m. We're going to give away all four tickets in one pack, two to each show, to one lucky winner tonight. Stay tuned here to WSIC. In your local headlines in Mooresville, Barring any surprises at the upcoming Tuesday's town board meeting, Mooresville is set to initiate what Public Service Director Joe Young, descri- John Young, excuse me, describes as quote the biggest infrastructure project the town has ever done end quote. After securing additional state funding and positive response to a request for additional regional road project dollars and receiving a construction bid $3 million less than the previous low bid. On Tuesday, commissioners were expected to approve a $29.75 million construction project for East-West Connector Phase 1, envisioned as a transportation corridor and catalyst for development between Langtree Road and North Carolina 115. 
The project has been a municipal transportation network priority for more than 15 years, with Young referencing a project feasibility study initiated in 2009. East-West Connector Phase 1 will feature interior roadways on the south side of Langtree and North Carolina 115 intersection several thousand feet south of the current Langtree, North Carolina 115 link and 1.7 miles of roadway through hundreds of destined for development acres. Their general gist of this is that the infrastructure in Mooresville and surrounding areas, most of the Lake Lake Norman community can speak of this, is the development went first, the infrastructure lagged behind. This project has Mooresville doing the infrastructure first and then the development in the coming years. This is a, going along uh, development-wise. You're going to see this for the next 5, 10, 15 years in the development-wise uh, infrastructure going in now. Also in Mooresville, sad news, a pilot of a small airplane was injured early Sunday afternoon when the plane crashed near Normandy Road in Mooresville. Personnel from Mooresville Fire Rescue and Shepherds Fire Rescue, along with Iredell County EMS, Iredell County Sheriff's Office, and the North Carolina State Highway Patrol responded to a crash about 12.20 p.m. on Sunday. Arriving units confirmed that a 2000 single-engine Cessna had crashed in the front yard of a residence at 157 Normandy Road while attempting to land at Lake Norman Air Park. The North Carolina State Highway Patrol identified the pilot as Peter Grano, 62, of Tiga K, South Carolina. He was transported to Atrium Health Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte with serious injuries. Firefighters stretched a precautionary hose line while responders rendered aid to the pilot and secured the airplane. Normandy Road was closed in both directions on Sunday afternoon. The FAA will conduct an investigation. Melissa Stewart, who has worked as a magistrate in Alexander County since April, has announced her candidacy for district court judge for Alexander and Iredell counties. Stewart received her bachelor's degree in criminal justice with honors and graduated law school in 2015 with pro bono honors, all while raising a family. She is the mother of three and a grandmother. Senior resident Superior Court Judge Joseph Crosswhite appointed Stewart as the first attorney magistrate in Alexander County. She was sworn in on April 1st. 2023. Before her employment as a magistrate, she owned and operated her own law office where she practiced in both state and federal courts. For more than six years, Stewart represented a variety of clients in bankruptcy court, civil, juvenile, and criminal courts. When Stewart first began to practice, her office motto was, because you matter, and that remains her motto today, she explained. Personnel from Shepherd's Fire Rescue and South Aradale Fire Departments conducted a live burn training on Bailey Road this weekend. The home was donated for training. Shepherd's and South Aradale firefighters conducted multiple training operations inside the structure before it was deemed unsafe and burned down the structure. Exercises like this provide critical training for firefighters who can feel the extreme heat as they navigate hose lines through an actual burning structure. In Statesville, the city is inviting all residents to participate in an upcoming open house event that aims to shape the future of the Monroe Street, Allison Street Corridor and West Front Street neighborhoods. 
The city has secured funding from the Environmental Protection Agency to explore ways to revitalize older manufacturing buildings and enhance the neighborhoods surrounding them. Both the Monroe Street, Allison Street corridor and West Front Street area have been home to manufacturing for over a century. While some of these buildings remain in active use, others have been dormant for decades. The event will be held at the Statesville Civic Center located at 300 South Center Street. Drop in anytime between 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. So that means right now, people, there's an open house at the Statesville Civic Center. ISS schools and the Board of Education recognize students who have excelled in extracurricular activities during the January 8th board meeting. Lake Norman High School's football and competition cheer team won their 11th D1 large all-girl varsity state title at the North Carolina High School Athletic Association Cheerleading Invitational State Championship. In early December, Lake Norman's varsity and junior varsity football and competitive cheer team competed against 116 different high schools that completed completed in 45 different divisions. They had a lot of competition up in this. Lake Norman High School cheer team secured a first place finish and state championship title in every division they entered. Hats off to the high school cheer team there. On December 8th, or excuse me, December 5th, eight students competed at West Western North Carolina Future Farmers of America Livestock Evaluation Career Development Event in Salisbury. The purpose of the Livestock Evaluation Career Development Event is to provide a competitive event for agricultural education students, emphasizing skills in livestock selection and management as taught through the agricultural education curriculum. The objective of the event, including understanding and interpreting performance data based on industry standards, selecting and marking livestock that will provide increased economic return and communicating industry terminology effectively. You are listening to the News Drive at 5. We are juggling multiple stories here as well as the NFL playoffs that are ongoing right now. Coming up after the break, we will give away those four tickets to those two home shows we told you about. The Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January 26th, 27th, and 28th, and the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th. They're coming up, one in Concord, one in Charlotte. If you're on the video feed, you see me waving the tickets right here. We're going to give four of them away right after the break. News Drive at 5. We'll talk to you right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5. I am Patrick Reynolds. Monday, January 15th, 2024, 5.48 p.m. on the eastern side of the United States. It is ticket giveaway time. These two home shows we've been talking about for, gosh, last weekend, as well as uh, tonight. Four shows here on WSIC are giving them away. Uh, Good Morning LKN, Home Ad, right here at the News Drive at 5, as well as the scoreboard. We have four tickets each show. Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January 26th, 27th, 28th, at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord. And the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23rd, 24th, 25th, Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. I've got two tickets to each show, four tickets total to be given away right now. Call us up, 844-STUDIO-4. That's 
844-788-3464. One more time, seven, excuse me, 844-788-3464. Right now, first caller in, get you four tickets, two to each show. Give us a call and enjoy. We'll keep an eye on the phones here a little bit. As I, as I mentioned early on in the show, right before the news drive at 5 every Monday here on WSIC, 4 p.m. is Local Biz Now, hosted by Joe Vagnone. I have been a co-host of Joe's. I've been the host of Local Biz Now for a uh, fill-in, as he couldn't make it. I've been his guest on Local Biz Now. I might have to put my Local Biz Now story on pause here for a moment. We have a caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, wonderful. Hi, uh, are you interested in tickets to the home show? Yes. <laughs> they are yours. Congratulations. Who am I talking to? Hi, my name is Cindy. Cindy? Wendy with W. Wendy with a W. My apologies. Okay, Wendy. Okay. Can we thank congratulations? You've got four tickets, two to each home show. We are going to put you on hold for a moment. We'll be right back with you. We'll get your information and arrange for you to get these tickets, okay? Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Wendy, on hold right now, our winner for four tickets. That's great. Don't worry. We're going to have four more tomorrow on the... Uh, on the News Drive at 5. We've got another caller on the line right now. Go ahead, caller. Testing one, two. Can I be heard? Hi. Yes, you can. Welcome to the News Drive at 5. Wonderful. Man, Wendy beat me to it. I guess I'm going to have to try tomorrow. But since I got you, yes. rumor, it rumor is, has it, you can tell good dad jokes. Rumor ha- rumor is correct. I do have uh, I do can tell good dad jokes. Uh, I don't know if I'll slide any in on the news drive at 5 tonight. But the rumors are correct. I most often tell them on stage throughout the summer with Waves Entertainment. However, I don't know if I'll slide any in tonight. But thank you. The rumors are true. Oh, wonderful. Well, hey, thank you so much for a good show, and I'll try again tomorrow. It will. Please do. We got four more for you tomorrow, so call in tomorrow. That'd be great. Okay. A couple callers in. That's super. We gave away one set of tickets. We've got another set to give tomorrow and four more tomorrow. Uh, so every day, tune into the News Drive at 5, and we will give away four tickets. One in January, one in February. So anyway, I was back to my local biz now. Joe Vagnone, every Monday right here on WSIC, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., precedes the news drive at 5. He has nicknamed me, Joe, he has nicknamed me Patrick Kardashian. Because... <laughs> because, <laughs> because there's no reason for any... He says, I know nothing, I do nothing, I am nothing, yet I do a lot of stuff and I'm around a lot of people and people want to hang out with me. I don't know why. <laughs> Kind of like around Lake Norman. Maybe I'm just like, quote, famous for being famous, other than I don't do anything. But yeah, a lot of, I'm on a lot of stage activity for Waves Entertainment. But he, he says that I, I co hosted Local Biz Now with him in November. Shortly thereafter, in January, I got my own show. So I am, quote, his mentee. Mm. And all the success I get from here on forward, I owe to Joe Vagnone oh. and Local Biz Now. You might have to have him on and hash that out. You know, that's know. not a bad idea. He he could do a very nice guest segment right here on, Lo- on News Drive. I'm Bye. sure he's listening, you know, loyal WSIC fan. I hope so. I, I support Local Biz now, and I'm also often a member of his audience, so I hope that he is listening. Joe, thank you very much. He actually has given me a great platform. 
to be here on WSIC. I enjoy speaking with Joe Lai. And if you are a small business owner and want to know if you're thinking about starting a small business, going out and venturing yourself, even if you're existing small business owner, even large business, local biz now, business talk show, Every Monday here on WSIC at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, I encourage everybody to tune into that. Yeah, if you're a business owner or thinking about starting one. Now, uh, we're going to have a little bit of sports here now as we've been keeping you up to date on this Steelers-Bills playoff game. Also today, I wanted to bring uh, Joe Berg back in, host of the scoreboard coming up shortly, that on this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, I grew up in Connecticut and was a big New York Knicks fan. They always had a MLK Jr. matinee, and it was filled, Madison Square Garden was filled with kids who had the day off of school, and I thought it was a fantastic promotion. I, I never went to the game, but I watched it and looked forward to it every year. Did they do that again this year? There were actually quite a few teams that have already played a really? matinee today. Game is over. Uh, I'm seeing currently five te- five games that have already gone final today. Five games, Amy, and it's we're coming up on 6 o'clock. Oh, so that's great. Uh, there is a 6 o'clock game, and then you have your normal night Monday night, night games. Right, yep. right. Okay, well, that's good. The NBA taking full advantage. Hopefully, I, I don't know this, but I'm hoping all those matinee games, they did the same thing. Is that Those stadiums are filled with kids out of school. I, I would hope, hope so. so. I hope so. So we'll jump to the NFL again, uh, back to the Bills and Steelers, which are playing right now. Current score still 14-0? No, actually, oh. the Bills got another touchdown, 21 to nothing, And then they were marching down the field again, but the Steelers actually just blocked a field goal. Okay. So uh, save save themselves going down 24-0. Pittsburgh still got some fight left in them on A little this bit. One. Okay. Okay, so you will have the scoreboard coming up at 6. Have you ever had a scoreboard simultaneous with a big sports event like this happening at the same time? Well, we were at South Iredell High School Mm -hmm. uh, to do a live broadcast from their football stadium. Uh, And although it wasn't a broadcast of the game, the game was going on while I was broadcasting. Okay. So, yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like that. But no playoff football or playoff playoff baseball was on sometimes because, you know, the time of day that they play. But uh, nothing this high magnitude. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that game to those kids was just as big. As this oh, yeah. is to the, these players. It was in the a NFL. good football game too. It was sure. uh, South Iredell versus Lake mm-hmm. Norman High School. I used to host an auto racing talk show. Mm. It was a radio show podcast on, and it was live on Mondays, Monday evenings. And I thought that was a great time. And for years and years, it was a great time. We we looked at the racing over the weekend. Then on Monday, we rehashed whatever the heck Perfect happened. Time for who it. was yeah? Who was mad at who? Who crashed who? Who won what? We told you all <laughs> about that. And one of those broadcasts stands out so well. As I did it side-by-side uh, side with the 2012 Daytona 500. As racing NASCAR historians will remember, that is the infamous rained out on Sunday. We scheduled it for Monday around noon. It kept raining. It went green Monday night and was finally checkered on Tuesday morning. It very, very early. Uh, but the A lot of delays in yes, that, that was for a many lot of, reasons. We're going to get to that in a second. But my show started at 7, and uh, we 
you know, I went on air live as normal, and they were firing engines at the same time. So it was like a little uh, simulcast. I did side by side. Fox had the coverage. I was watching the race, and lo and behold, as I began the broadcast shortly thereafter, we started talking. I had a guest on uh, Kyle Lockro, who was a young driver at the time, and more of the business side of auto racing now. But I remember talking to him, and on the completion of lap one, there was a big pile up. Elliot Sadler got in the back of Jimmy Johnson, and there was like 12 cars junked before they hit turn I one. I believe that was Danica Patrick's first Daytona 500. It was her first Daytona. And she was involved she was in that You are yeah. correct, yes. This was the infamous... Uh, crash with Juan Pablo Montoya hitting the jet dryer, which which paused everything for about three hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they tried well, the track though. They did. They repaired the track. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a shame that for all he's accomplished, two time winner of the Indy yeah. 500 and, and, and winner of Monaco, and he's won Formula One, Formula IndyCar one. champion. A, uh, I believe he's 24 hours a Daytona winner in sports. Yep. That he is remembered by the NASCAR community for that and. <laughs> A part broke on the car, you know? It wasn't even his fault. Not even his fault. No, but a piece broke on the car. But yeah, memorable day. Uh, I believe the 2020 Daytona 500 was also rained out and run on Monday evening. I did a broadcast then as well. I remember that. I remember where I was. I I was at work during that. (laughs) When the last lap happened and the checkered flag was in the air, I just looked at my friend who was across from me in disbelief at what was going on. That was the night of the Ryan Newman crash. That was the Ryan Newman crash at the line. I still am grateful that he is okay from that crash. I I was silent. I couldn't say anything. Thing. I yeah. was like, uh, well, the broadcast, I don't know what I just saw. The broadcast that night, I actually postponed it because we were going to talk about the race, and then at that moment, it didn't matter anymore as long as... We didn't know any updates for quite some time. So as, there's no reason to speculate in that regard, which, honestly, News Drive at 5, we don't really want to speculate here. We just want to give facts and uh, let the audience listen. So we got NFL football coming up. Scoreboard at the top of the hour. Lots going on. We gave away four tickets today to the home shows. We'll give away four tomorrow as well. I want to thank you so much for taking your drive home with us at the News Drive at 5. Thank you for tuning in on WSIC News Talk Radio. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be back with you again 5 p.m. Tuesday afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.